Welcome to another edition of Who's Better Baseball, the podcast where we answer a simple question on each show, who's better at baseball? I'm your host, Ryan Ficklestein, managing editor at JustBaseball.com, and today we're going to power rank the top rotations in the American League heading into the playoffs. So we're looking at a field of seven, because those are the seven teams that are still in the mix. Right now, as I record here on September 20th, you have the Orioles sitting in first place in the AL East, the Astros first in the uh, West, and then the Twins in the Central. The Rays are the first wildcard team. The Blue Jays, the second wildcard team, up a game on the Mariners and the Rangers, who are at a dead heat. They're tied right now. So any of these teams, or six of these seven teams, will make the playoffs. And we wrote an article at JustBaseball.com written by Matthew Marasco. He does a lot of the pitching stuff uh, for us on the site, where he ranked his list and I looked at it, you know, I'm the editor, so I was looking at everything and seeing if I agree with him or not. There's one change that I'm making in the list for the video today. I still stand by his general premise of his list, and he had the Minnesota Twins number one for good reason, okay? You look at this season that they've had and the rotation that they're going to the playoffs with, Sonny Gray, Pablo Lopez, Joe Ryan as a one, two, three. I think you're pretty comfortable handing the ball to any of those guys. Okay, Sonny Gray has had an unbelievable season, sub-2 ERA. Pablo Lopez has been right there as well. He's actually leading the team in F-War. He's also uh, you know, leading the team in expected WOBA and expected ERA. So the expected stats haven't been as the most effective pitcher on the Twins. You look at you know what Sonny Gray has done. He's been uh, the more effective pitcher when it comes to just the overall results and getting that ERA where you want it to be. Those two as a one-two punch, that's as good as a lot of teams in baseball can throw out there. And Joe Ryan is a guy who strikes out a lot of batters, has great stuff, who you could see really being able to thrive in an October setting. But he still has to prove it, as does really this entire rotation, because Sonny Gray doesn't have extensive playoff experience. I don't even know if he's pitching the playoffs at the top of my head, trying to think back on his career and when he might have. I don't know. Uh, 2020, potentially? The Reds, I'm not sure. Um, Pablo Lopez with the Marlins never made the playoffs. So there's that side of it. Now, you look at the back end of the rotation. Kenta Maeda and Bailey Ober. Two guys who have been solid this year. Okay, And so that gives you at least a decent pitcher to throw out in a game four. Particularly, I would imagine it's Kenta Maeda. But for me, the team that I will put ahead of them in my personal power ranking here is the Seattle Mariners. I think the Seattle Mariners are... One of the most dangerous playoff teams imaginable. For one, you look at their season record, and that has them in the position they're at, still clawing for a playoff spot. But they were a disaster early in the year and you know struggled to stay in the race. And it's been an incredible second half that has propelled them right back into it. I think they're more of the second half version of this team. And I look at their one through five, and I think you can make the case that they have the best starting rotation in all of baseball, not just in the American League. I mean... Luis Castillo as your ace. I think you feel great about giving him the ball in a game one. George Kirby and Logan Gilbert as your one, two, three. That's, to me, three pitchers that can win any playoff game. And I, I really think that when you are analyzing a playoff rotation, you have to spend most of your time looking at the top three. Okay, because particularly in a wild card series and in a division series, those three guys are really going to make the difference. Now, granted, if you burn your top three, fighting through a wild card to get to the divisional round, 
well, then you're still going to need those back-end guys to help you get through the divisional round. And then if you get to a long series, a seven-game set in the ALCS or the World Series, yeah, you're going to need all of that depth. And that's where I think the Mariners really do take a step above the Twins. I think if you want to make the case for the Twins' top three over the Mariners' top three, I think I'd still take Seattle. But I understand based on the seasons that we've seen from Gray and Lopez in particular, why you might say, all right, I like the Twins' top three over Castillo, Kirby, and Gilbert. But I look at the back end of this rotation. We're going to have another article coming this week by Lyle Goldstein, who does uh, the Marine Lair podcast for us at Just Baseball. And he's been writing the Mariners articles for us all year. I assigned this week for him to write a story on Bryce Miller and Brian Wu because they've had two rookie starters who have really stepped up and have been throwing the ball great lately. And I think that's what, to me, takes that rotation and puts it to a different level and makes it the best in the American League right now. And it's the team that I think is the scariest to make a run. The crazy thing is, right now, again, if you refer back to the wild card standings, you know, it's the Blue Jays, the Mariners, and the Rangers who are battling it out here to try to make the playoffs. If I had to pick the six teams that I think have the best chance of making a World Series run, I think I'm actually putting the team that has the best run differential of that group, the Texas Rangers, who are plus 151. And I don't know if they have as good of a chance to make a run as some of these other teams because third on Matthew's list, and I agree with them, is the Toronto Blue Jays because their rotation is just way more solid than what you see in Texas with either team, the Astros or the Rangers. And you can make an argument it's better than the Rays as well. So I look at what they got going in Toronto. Kevin Gossman is, you know, at this point, a perennial Cy Young candidate. He has just proven year over year with that great splitter of his that he's a dominant ace. He really is. Chris Bassett and Jose Barrios. They've been really solid this season. Barrios, a huge bounce back. Bassett is just a guy that I think you can really trust. Now, obviously, you see the Mets stuff behind me. I watched Bassett every single start last year, and I was happy when the Mets chose a different direction and signed Kodai Senga over him this offseason because we saw Chris Bassett get exposed a bit by the Padres and the Braves, really, in, in playoff starts. Now, the Braves wasn't technically a playoff start last year. It was... Uh, a start to decide the division at the end of the season, but he got lit up and then he got lit up again in a pivotal game three in the wild card round. So uh, with that in the backdrop of my mind, it's hard for me to look at this Blue Jays rotation and just give them a complete pass. But again, when you look at what these guys have done this year and the fact that Chris Bassett is an accomplished veteran starting pitcher that you feel pretty good about still, I think if you compare you know, Chris Bassett to the likes of, you know, Kirby Gilbert. Uh, Lopez, Joe Ryan, I don't think he's you know out of their league entirely. I think he's a pretty solid number two. You know, maybe I would take some of these guys over him. I'd probably take Pablo Lopez over him. I'd probably take George Kirby over him. But I still think he's solid. And Barrios, with the bounce back he's had, that's really solidified this rotation. I think the thing about making a deep run is the Blue Jays have the depth because. Usei Kikuchi has been really good. I know his last start wasn't great, but he's been solid throughout the year. And he and Jin Ryu, coming off Tommy John surgery, has been excellent as well. So they really are five deep at this point. You have Alec Manoa, who's just completely off to the side at this point. Who knows if he ever pitches for the Blue Jays again. But it doesn't matter because they have five quality starting pitchers. And I think if you look at the American League right now, I think there's 
three teams that you can say that. I think it's the Twins. I think it's the Mariners. And I think it's the Blue Jays. I think that's why Matthew is right in ranking them as the, his top three. Although, again, I think the Mariners should have been number one. With that said, you move beyond that. He's got the Tampa Bay Rays at number four. Uh, I don't know if I necessarily agree with that, but I wasn't upset with it to the point that I was going to take the the editor's uh, you know final approach before publish and flip it around because I think it is splitting hairs in the sense that I still believe in the Houston Astros rotation with Fran Valdez and Justin Verlander more than I believe in the Tampa Bay Rays rotation. But I also can understand why you would think that the Rays have maybe three starters that you could trust in the playoffs. And you can't even say that necessarily about the Astros. You know, the Rays have Tyler Glass now. They have Zach Eflin. They have Aaron Savali. All have had good seasons. Uh, the back-end guys, Zach Little, Taj Bradley, they also have a bullpen that's going to help shorten these games. I think the Tampa Bay Rays are, are going to be fine when it comes to pitching in the playoffs. They've always historically been a really solid pitching team. And you look at the season they are leading the American League in fielding independent pitching and ex- expected fielding independent pitching. They're also right among the tops when it comes to ERA. But one of the things that we had to note when writing this article was, you know, Shane McClanahan pitched a lot of innings for the Rays this year, and he's out with Tommy John. So you know, that was a massive blow to the rotation. I think it does set them back. I think I'd push them to five because of it, but I'm not mad at Matthew at all for having them four because you look at the Astros and what they have beyond Verlander and Valdez, and Christian Javier is a guy that I think any of us would be surprised if the the light switched when it got to October, the season is flushed away, and Christian Javier gets back to being an elite starting pitcher. But he wasn't that this year. He was tasked with stepping up and being a number two, and I think you know a lot of the Astros' offseason plan sort of hinged on all right, let's let Javier be that that next guy, that frontline starter with Framber because he was outstanding in the playoffs last year. He was also great in the regular season, but you look at what he did in October. Remember, he was part of the combined no-hitter. His last two starts, well, let me look back at it. I mean, his last, yeah, the last two starts he had in the playoffs. Uh, he had, he gave up, or all three, he gave up two hits. In his last three appearances um, in the playoffs last year, he, in the ALCS, took the ball against the Yankees, went five and a third, gave up one hit, three walks, five strikeouts. Then in the World Series, pitched six scoreless, had two walks, nine strikeouts as part of that combined no-no. And in the regular season last year, he was outstanding as well. I mean, you look at his regular season numbers. He had a 2.54 ERA and 148 and two-third innings pitch. He struck out 194 batters. His strikeout per nine last year was 11.7. The year before was 11.5. This year, it dropped off a cliff to 8.5. His ERA this season, it's not at 2.54. It's at 4.74. So I don't know what happened to Christian Javier this year. But it, it does knock them in these rankings. And while Hunter Brown and J.P. France have done a good job helping the Astros get through this season as rookie starters, I don't think you feel great about handing either one of them the ball in the playoffs. So that's where I think you can. It's funny. Originally, I said I would take uh, the Astros over the Rays. The more I just talked it out, and the, as bad as Javier's stats are, maybe I do agree with Matthew. Maybe they should have been five. I, I think it's a toss-up, but... It's it's a team that we just expect to figure it out in October, but 
you know, the numbers this season don't really point us in that direction. It's also not like Justin Verlander has been outstanding since coming to the Astros. He's had good starts. I still think you trust him in October, but he's also a guy that hasn't always had the best luck in the playoffs. So I think I think Framber Valdez might be the best pitcher uh, in the American League playoffs. If you were just ranking the the individual pitchers, it might be Framber one. But what happens after him and Verlander? Yeah, it, it leaves some question about how the Astros are going to fare come uh, the the actual race in October. Then again, it's the Astros, and they have a great bullpen to offset it. Now, the last two teams here: the Texas Rangers, the Baltimore Orioles. The Rangers, we got six, and it's crazy that here the Baltimore Orioles are with 95 wins, the most in the American League, and yet their rotation comes in at last for us. But you look at the Rangers, and you see Nathan Avaldi making his way back after being injured. We'll see if he can be you know, the real prime version of himself when we get to these playoff starts, but if he is, he's certainly better than anything the Orioles got, and Jordan Montgomery... I would say is in the same boat. I mean, he has proven to be a really good starting pitcher. Beyond that, John Gray, Dan Dunning, Andrew Heaney. You know, it's certainly not Max Scherzer and Jacob DeGrom, which is what it could have been for the Rangers if everyone was healthy right now. But I still think there's more starters in that rotation that you can trust than the Baltimore Orioles, which is why I agree with Matthew having them last. You know, he actually, in this uh, article here, was talking about Jack Flaherty maybe getting the ball in the playoffs, and it seems like the Orioles are actually transitioning him into the bullpen. So they're looking at Kyle Bradish, Grayson Rodriguez, uh, maybe Tyler Wells and John Means. They also have Dean Kramer and Kyle Gibson. They have a lot of options, but outside of Kyle Bradish and Grayson Rodriguez, not a lot of those options seem to be good options. Uh, you know, I think G-Rod has really come alive lately, and that's been massive. I think even going back to the, the preseason, all of us were, were looking at what the Orioles did and said, oh, they should have added a starter, should have added a starter. And everyone was penciling G-Rod as their ace before he'd even established himself at the big leagues. It was just, all right, he's the one guy they have that has frontline stuff. He's going to be the ace. And then he faltered for a good portion of this season where you wondered if he was even going to be a contributing member of the Orioles rotation come season end. Luckily, he's figured it out. He's looked a lot better. But how do we know that he's going to step into October under the bright lights, and just immediately succeed. Kyle Bradish, same boat here. I mean, there's not a lot of experience in that rotation. Uh, I think with Bradish and G-Rod and with the first round by, going up against a team in the wild card round that you know is going to have potentially been pushed and have burned their first three starters heading into that series, yeah, I think the Orioles can win and get to the ALCS and they have a great bullpen to offset their lack of starting pitching. But if they find themselves in a seven-game series against, let's say, it's the Seattle Mariners or the Minnesota Twins even, which is crazy because they've been so much better than the Twins this year. I just wonder how that starting pitching battle is going to end up you know, going in their favor or not. I mean, the fact is they've still found a way to win more baseball games than anyone in the American League, and there's no reason that they can't do that in October. But I don't know. I don't know what it looks like if and when they get to that seven-game series where – I think their lack of depth is really going to come back and haunt them a little bit. I mean, I think you could see one of these wild card teams, you know, sneak their way through and you know really make some noise. I think that's the exciting thing about the wild card, particularly this season. 
we just ranked all the, the top rotations, and two of the worst ones are teams that you're penciling into the playoffs right now in the Orioles and the Astros. And, and you look at the top of the list. You know, Seattle, now Minnesota has the the division edge to be able to just lock up a playoff spot despite the fact that they've had less wins than any of these teams. But with that, they're going to get a home playoff series with a good rotation. They win that. I think they are set up to maybe surprise some people. Uh, they might have just enough, and it kind of goes from there. But I, I think it's going to be really interesting. You, you look at the AL race compared to the NL race, and to me, there's just way better teams in the American League this year. I mean, there's seven teams that could conceivably make a run to win the World Series. Uh, and the teams that have the worst pitching of the bunch that we just talked about, they're the teams that have been among the tops in run differential and wins this year. You know, the Rangers have fallen off, but their run differential is still plus 151. The Orioles, plus 127, have just found a way to win all of the close games because they have a great bullpen. And then you have the Tampa Bay Rays, who are sitting with the plus 200 run differential. We'll see how they end up faring, but I think the American League playoff race is going to be an absolute just gauntlet. And a lot of times, top pitching wins out. That's certainly what happened last year with the Astros. We'll see which team gets hot in October. Uh, but for now, that's going to be all for this edition of Who's Better Baseball. Make sure you follow, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts. We're watching on YouTube. Please hit that subscribe button. We really appreciate it. And check out this article by Matthew, which I'll put in the description, and all the other great ring content we have coming your way at JustBaseball.com. <laughs>